talking about like the release yeah this this will be released april 3rd okay and so yeah it's uh yeah i I just have a lot backlogged so yeah i just we're starting the series in april and boom we're gonna we're gonna do it so are you ready for this joel yeah are you ready Wow, you know what? I don't even have my 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 my, my thing. Hey, John, 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 quit, <laughs> dude. I mean, seriously, you slept on the job in the huddle episode, and now, like, we need you out here, John, to hit the button. But you're not doing your job as a man. You're just sleeping around and doing absolutely nothing. This is what happens when you have another kid. And uh, so, anyways, but let's. Hey, you know what? I'll hit the music, John. You're sleeping. You're doing your own thing. I'll hit the music. Are you ready to go? Let's go. What is up, everybody? This is the Wrestling with God podcast. I am one of the hosts, Curious Clark, and I am the other host. One one of the other hosts. There's actually more than just two of us. So yeah, I'm one of the other hosts. Joel Erickson. Wow, there you go. I was waiting for the name. (laughs) But we are just three ordinary guys who want to learn and grow from an extraordinary Bible. And I totally messed that up because it's supposed to be we are not professional theologians or biblical scholars. We are just three ordinary guys who want to learn and grow from an extraordinary Bible. But we also want to learn and grow from, you know, books inspired by the Bible. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. We are going to learn uh, about the men we need by Brant Hansen. And I just want to start off, Joel. I've been wearing someone's armor. And I don't mean physically, but I mean for this podcast. Do you remember Scott's message? months ago about wearing Saul's armor. Yeah, yeah, I do. And yeah, that um, someone else like not referenced Scott's message, but yeah, it's, it's been referenced uh, more than once in the past couple of months. Yeah. 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 Because, because people can often want to do and copy what someone else is doing. So in the same way, I have been doing that with this podcast. I've been wanting to make it and construct it in my own way and like have it come to this like really cool thing. And I don't know. I just, I felt like I've been wanting it to be something that it's not like, I love the sore losers podcast. I listen to It's a sports podcast, but it's different than this podcast. So we need to be our own Joel. We need to, be our own and wear our own stuff and maybe just have a rock and a sling to kill Goliath, huh? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm wearing my, uh, my favorite dirty sweat sweatshirt. And I've uh, noticed that. Yeah. So this is like, in terms of like the, uh, the stuff about wearing, wearing someone's armor, I feel pretty comfortable in this. It's, it's not the, the spiffiest looking thing. Oh, but, um. What happens <laughs> if I were to get you a nice wrestling with God oh, yeah. podcast? Well, I, I heard one. that I heard that someday that might you know, arrive, but okay. So yeah. I canceled oh, that order. Oh, you did. Like okay. I had one for Scott. I had one for you. I had one for my mom coming and they just never got it through. And so I need to go to art, the art beat place down here and the custom ones and just, 
get it from them because custom ink, they did it fine for me and John, but you know, after that, they're like, yeah, yeah, screw you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I can, just canceled it. Yeah. I'm still eagerly. Uh, yeah. Someday I, I still have that, that dream to wear one of those wrestling with God podcast you, sweatshirts. It's your dream. Really? Yeah. Cause they are, wow. they are pretty nifty. And I, I, I especially like the logo. I do yeah, like yeah, the logo yeah. a lot. Just the, you know, the fists coming together. It's like, cause we, you know, wrestle with these things, but it's all, you know, this wrestling with all under the grace of God, all under the cross of Christ. Um, and so that's, I didn't intentionally pick out that logo, but it just kind of over time naturally came as I was designing it over the weeks. And I'm like, man, that actually kind of fits. So it just yeah. worked one day. Yeah. I'm going to have a custom jewelry necklace made for me. And my, my, I think I'm going to do this for my son, but I'm going to make him a custom for when he graduates high school or whatever. I'm going to make him a custom necklace. It's going to be a cross and it's going to have like two fists on the side. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be awesome. So, um, so yeah, I want to talk about the men we need book. Do sure. you, do you yeah. know the first day I got this book, Joel, have I told you the story about it? I don't think you have told me about like, did, so did you, um, did you get it mail ordered? Like, did you get it from like Amazon or did you get it? No, well, you see, a, I called Brant Hansen up yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Hey bro, I, I really want your book, but I don't want to spare the $15. Can you just like come hand deliver your thing to me? And dude, he did. And uh, it was amazing. <laughs> no, uh, the first day. So I ordered this book. This book actually came out on my daughter's one year old, one year birthday, March cool. 29th. Wow. I ordered it on March 29th. I got it on April 13th. And you probably, I mean, do you, have you ever remembered the day that you got a book, Joel? I, I have not remembered any day that I probably had received any, not just books, but like any package or shipment or anything. I, yeah. It, I know. Right. Yeah. Because he ordered just so much right? and it just kind of goes over your head. But I do remember this one because it was the day that I found out my parents were separating. Hmm. And it, it was interesting. I think I told a little bit of the story uh, on the first episode of, of this podcast where I confessed my sin. And it, I was at home alone and I, and I was, I, I got this book and I'm trying to think, did I read it first or did I read it afterwards? I think I read it first. I read the first introduction, but you know, at that time, like I was on a little bit, uh, I, I was struggling a little bit with pornography and I, you know, I, and, and I've been like battling and I got covenant and eyes on my phone and all that kind of stuff. But I was at home alone. I got this book, read the end, the, the first part, I think I read, uh, Sherry's part, um, his podcast host person, just like you are with me. Oh yeah. And, and so I read it, I went upstairs and I just, 
man, I, I just wanted to watch pornography. And so I got out my laptop and I was, I was starting to type. And then right as I was starting to type, I got a phone call from an anonymous number. Now, when you get a phone call from an anonymous number, do you ever pick up? No. Um, yeah. If it, if it doesn't at least like show me, you know, if it's like an area code and a prefix that is like, seems to be, might be local. Somebody is trying to call me then. So uh, if it said a, a number from Moscow, Idaho, you pick up. Well, my phone has, I, this is like getting way too detailed, but my phone has like this little green check mark thing that says like verified number or something on it. Oh, so you and, know it's not a rip off telemarketer. Right. Yeah. I, I think at least so far I've had good luck with that where it turns out like somebody's not like spoofing that yeah. number. So. Oh no, that yeah. makes sense. And, and so I was, I looked at the number and it said blah, blah, blah. I can't remember, but I recognized the the place. And I was like, huh, that's weird. So I, I normally 99.9% of the time don't pick up. I picked up and I picked up is my mom. She said she is separating from my dad, all that jazz. And that, you know, I got this book the day that I found that out. And that's one of the reasons why it's the most influential book in my life because it came at the most prominent time, the most vital time in my life. And so I just want to open up with the question, like what book for you, Joel, has like stood out that has had just such an impact on you? Obviously, besides the Bible, okay, let's... Right. <laughs> let's I, not to minimize the Bible, the Bible is God's inspired word, but it, outside of the Bible, I should say, what book has impacted you? Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm just kind of thinking back. There definitely have been books that have impacted me. To, in fact, there was one. Um, my my memory for these is, and you can tell maybe it's not <laughs> the most impactful, but. Um, there's this book called the explicit gospel that um, oh. it, I who, actually, who is it by you now you're putting me on the spot. It's um, I'd have to look it up. The explicit God. That sounds yeah. really familiar. Yeah, it, 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 Let me, a, I'm a, okay. it, right, okay. as you talk, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a really good book. And I actually um, went, you, it was part of a small group. Uh, not, not actually at the church that we, that we go to, but like, um, Oh, it's I was, Matt Chandler. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we did do the, a study on that. Okay, I, I must have been in a different in a different study than you because I, I was at I did it at a different church. So oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But in, anyway, okay. So uh, the reason that it was impactful, it, I mean, it was obviously impactful at the time that I was in that group, and I think that was probably like twenty, I don't know, 2012, 2013. It, it was like ten years ago. Um but I actually dug it back out again, like a, a couple years ago. Um, in, I've, yeah, 2021. And that, that was when Clark, you were, uh, starting your, your growth group for evangelism. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was, I was kind of scrambling to like 
read a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. I, I got like Ray Comfort's um, book on um, the way of the master and stuff. And, but then I, I was kind of digging through all my old books and I happened to remember that I had that one mm-hmm. and, or just kind of saw it there and I'm like, Hey gospel, that might be something. The explicit <laughs> yeah. gospel. Yeah. Can you give me a brief, uh, summary of what that book is about obviously it's about the gospel but like what was his angle in the book really so to to the the best of my understanding the um like the angle the kind of the the main point is when he says explicit gospel he's um getting at the the idea that in a lot of churches now the the gospel really isn't as like spelled out in like simple, clear mm-hmm. detail as, as much as it maybe should be. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just, just the idea of, of, you know, Christ dying and, uh, you know, being, being the atonement for our sins and yeah stuff like that. And, and that we need to acknowledge you know, we need to confess our sinful nature. We need to believe and and confess our faith in Jesus. It, it's just, um, yeah, so, he, I, I think he's, so he's it's just a clear understanding right. of the gospel. Yeah. It's not either watered down or a false gospel. It's right. We need to understand this clearly and biblically. Right. And so that's why it had a big impact on you yeah, at it, the time, because it's also when, or I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it was probably that second, that second time I read it through that, mm-hmm. um, when you were doing your evangelism uh, growth group and, um, yeah, it, it just kind of reinforced the idea of, you know, people, even people that, you know, have kind of grown up in or around church and religion and, you know, maybe they've just never really been confronted with what the gospel really means and, and had to kind of make a, a, a decision about, about yeah. it. And yeah, so it, that, that was pretty impactful. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm so excited to get into this book and the discussion and I love, absolutely loved the huddle on Tuesday. I just, Scott talked actually a long time. It's like, it's like we were, we were having discussion in the table and look up and five minutes into the discussion, it was like seven o'clock. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I mean, usually we have 20, 30 minutes to discuss. This time it was only about five or 10. I mean, we could discuss more. I could discuss more, but you know, I got to wake up at three o'clock. I can't be doing this at three o'clock. Okay. I mean, I just can't, unfortunately, I wish I could. Cause I, Oh man, I loathe <clears throat> waking up at eight or three o'clock, <clears throat> man. I got like a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Sorry. <clears throat> but before we actually get into the topic of, you know, kind of the book and get into a little bit, kind of like what Scott talked about, at the huddle. Um, I do want to play for our, our, our people that listen. And by the way, I found out today that there are 
eight people subscribed to Spotify for this podcast. Whoa, eight, eight people. That, eight. Now, two of them right. are me and my mom, but <laughs> that leaves six who aren't. Yeah, and I, I can actually vouch and say that I am not one of them. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Probably John's another one, and then my wife's. That makes really... Four, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think my wife listens on Spotify. I don't even think John listens because he doesn't like hearing his voice. So, but anyways, I wanted to play this for our six listeners or whatever have you. Um, but I, it's about a five minute sample, if you will, of Brant Hansen talking about his book, The Men We Need. And it's the auto, audible version of the book. If you want to get an audible, it's about a five hour long audible book. And uh, he just, he's talking about his introduction or I guess reading the introduction. I don't know how you, you got a author reading his own book and I don't know how that works, but he's doing it. So anyways, here you guys go. We will be back in five minutes. Thank you for listening to this. Most people skip over introductions in these sorts of books, and by most people, I mean me. But I need you to know a couple things from the outset. First, it's impossible to write a book about masculinity without tripping a lot of wires. And I tend to trip wires anyway without even really trying. My friends are worried about me. You're going to be blasted, they say. I tell them, maybe, okay, probably, but still... I realize I'm dealing with a cultural flashpoint, but I'm not here to write a social commentary or critique. There are plenty of other options for that. And while you'll notice a lot of allusions and direct references to scripture, this isn't a theology book per se either. I'm here to answer a simple but not simplistic question. What are men supposed to actually do? This book is about a big vision for manhood. We've lacked that vision and all of us, men, women, and children, are hurting because of it. The vision is this. We men are at our best when we are keepers of the garden. This means we are protectors and defenders and cultivators. We are at our best when we champion the weak and vulnerable. We are at our best when we use whatever strength we have to safeguard the innocent and provide a place for people to thrive. This is the job Adam was given, keeper of the garden. So I'm hoping this book is immediately practical. I hope it's full of wisdom and it adds value to your life. If you're a man listening to this, I hope it inspires you to be a source of security and life for everyone around you, including those who might hate my premise that this is what men are for. Another thing I should tell you in full disclosure, while this book is about how to be a man, it won't be a typical how to be a man book because I'm not capable of writing that. I don't relate to most of those books. I'm not, how to say, the most intimidatingly manly of all possible men. Let's put it this way. I don't even hunt. I play the accordion. I'm not good at grilling. I don't even really enjoy camping. I was in Boy Scouts, but not successfully. I seriously thought the other scouts would think it was cool if I brought my new flute to the camp out. Narrator. But they did not think it was cool. And that's right. I play the flute, too. I wanted to play sports. But since I was always one of the smallest kids in the class, our town obsession, football, was a no-go. That is, until my senior year, after I had a growth spurt and shot up to my current 5 feet 10. My mom then let me play high school football until I had to quit, and I'm not making this up, because they couldn't find a helmet big enough for my head. I did use my oversized head successfully as captain of the Scholastic Bowl team and was all-conference. I was also the president, the state 
president of the Illinois Student Librarians Association. That's right. But that's so can. I don't know how to fix cars, although I have much respect for those who do. When I go into AutoZone, I try to play it cool, but I'm aware that they can tell I have no idea what I'm even looking at. I'm pretty fit, but not jacked. I have zero tattoos. I'm not against tats. It's just that I could never decide on one. I'm sure it would be a Lord of the Rings character, but there are so many I'd hate to go with Tom Bombadil and then wish it was Elrond. I can't live with that kind of regret. I respect hunters, but don't hunt because of my neurological condition called nystagmus that makes my eyes move back and forth rapidly. In order to see, I have to move my head rapidly too. Note, rapid involuntary head movement is not a plus for shooting. It's not safe. Except for, you know, the animals. It's very safe for them. Deeply safe. I say all this because I want you to know this is not going to be one of those books that's all about how, if you want to be a real man, you've got to get out there and take down a moose barehanded or free solo El Capitan. I can't even free solo stairs. I'm an avid endorsement. I own puppets. But you know what? As much as, say, climbing rocks is impressive in a fine sport, the world isn't truly desperate for more people who can do that. Nothing against rock climbers. You're fantastic. It's also true that the world's deep need isn't for more puppet-wielding accordion players. I've learned this repeatedly and emphatically. If you do happen to be a jacked, tatted-up auto mechanic who spends his weekends spearfishing, I respect that. You're welcome here. This book is for you, too. But those things, cool as they are, aren't at the heart of what people are yearning for from us. There's something much deeper and much better. That's what this book is about. I should also let you know that this book is written by someone who believes in God. That, of course, is not an odd thing. What may be out of the ordinary is that God is not a side character in this play. He's the central one influencing, I hope, every chapter. He knows us, what we're made for, and why we're here. Our world is hurting. People are waiting for us. Here's hoping we can become the men we need. Well, there you have it, guys. That is the intro of the book, and that was a sample for free on Audible. So now you don't have to, you know, listen to that. Now you can just go get the book. So, Joel, do you shoot down a moose? You know, I moose. The, I I have not shot any moose. Um, yeah, I I shot a bird once. Well, you're not a man, yeah. Joel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're with, just with a BB gun, but um, <laughs> with a BB yeah. gun. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was I, actually it was my friend's BB gun. I I don't. Hmm. I I do own a gun, but I I've never actually uh, fired it. So yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, we don't have Johnny Boy in studio, but you know what? We're gonna call him because you know I can only imagine just what he's going through right now. John, quit. John, I tell you what, John, I, I just, I'm getting tired of you snoring over there. I know the boy is keeping you up, but man, oh man. Uh, no, I, it, it was funny before uh, we started this, Bethany is doing a meal train thing for them, for the baby and whatnot. And right before she comes into town, this is what happens. Your third subscriber. So I worked really hard to keep the kitchen clean while I was making the orange chicken. And I did a pretty good job, even though it was hectic. It was making me a little crazy. 
Oh, I think she did say it. I was a third subscriber in there. Dang it! So, so okay, there's five. Okay. So. And just now, I was like, okay, I'm out the door. I'm later than I wanted to be, but it's fine. No big deal. Um, so I go to use the bathroom before I go. And I noticed the toilet's clogged. And then I look at over at the bathtub where Carver said he'd taken a bath, and there's poop in the bathtub. And then I go to wash my hands on the sink, and there's poop in the sink, and on the hand towel, and on the soap dispenser. And um, I don't know if I want to go back. I, I think I'm just going to stay in town. Yeah, we're going to stay in town, too. <laughs> you can go back and <laughs> clean that stuff up before I get home, that's for sure. <laughs> So I can only imagine, you know, in six years, that's what John's going to have to deal with with this new son. Oh, anyways, you want, let's give this guy a call. Let's see if we can figure this out, you know, how to work this phone and all that. You know, you think you'd be professional podcasters here, but... No, we're, we got the latest technology. We do have the latest technology. Do, do, do. Oh, here we go. It's Johnny Boy. Hello. Johnny Boy. <laughs> hey, John. How's it going? You're not here to, you know, press the button, John. You're doing this. I'm hitting, yeah. the, hitting the snooze button. The snooze. <laughs> Yeah, you woke me up, so it better be good. <laughs> I told you I was going to call you around 6. Yeah, yeah, well. Dude, how's the baby? Oh, he's doing great. Your wife's here, by the way. Oh, she is? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she I, made I a great been... She made a great dinner for you. Yeah, well, we're excited. Yeah. So, dude, that baby looks so much like you i mean it's like a little mini me of you <laughs> i mean it like it was, it's already it's already buffer than me john <laughs> yeah, exactly so already trying to do uh squats so he's doing air squats so. uh, yeah are you getting enough sleep no let's <laughs> say so you're not doing this snoring no he sleeps during the day uh, all day and then about eight o'clock when i want to sleep he's awake okay yeah go ahead just you pick okay Sorry. so uh and his name his name is kai right that's right yeah yeah mm. nice like k-i-a-i K-A-I. Oh, K-A-I. Like, like Cobra Kai? Oh, yeah. yeah there yeah, you go. Actually, it's yeah, not named after Cobra Kai, but yes. <laughs> okay. Spelled the same. Cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 awesome. Can, are you going to be here on Sunday? Or I am. Awesome. Yeah, well, at least, at least we plan on it. So. Okay. Yep. Well, hey, uh, we won't keep you long, but... Okay. I just wanted a few thoughts on what you thought about this first section of the men we need. And so uh, can you, uh, like, you know, just give us your brief thoughts. What do you love? Is there dislikes? What, you know, so. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll be brief, I guess. So the thing I love the most is, is, um, I've re- really been meditating on that idea that he brings forth of us just showing up um, to do our jobs as, as men, right? 
and to be keepers of the garden, like where we're at. And I was thinking about that more, like just how and how we can apply that to our lives. The the second thing I like the most is how convicting it is, Um, at least for me personally, because I am a like I'm like a like a I'm not like a completely inside person like he is. Mm-hmm. I'm like a both. I'm a little bit of both, but I'm definitely am a giant nerd and spend a lot of, <laughs> you know, it's with so your miniatures like, and painting them. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Still do. Yep. I still do it. Do you yeah. play the f- flute like him? No, I don't. I play the drums because, <laughs> you know, well, the drums are cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's right. That's so, right. yeah, it's like a manly drumming yeah, exactly. is manly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, no. It's definitely going to be one of those books that I read a lot. I think. Yeah. So I think I'm really, I'm really thinking it's a good idea that that read. I've shared it with a bunch of people already. Yeah, I talked to Dylan this week, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you know, John told me about that." I'm like, "Yeah, you need to buy it, dude." And so he said he was going to buy it, and then, yeah, I'm excited for him to read it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So did he? Did Dylan end up going to? Never mind. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> no, he didn't end up going to the huddle. There was only like six of us there, right, Joel? Or eight? No, there was yeah, eight of us. Yeah, eight. Eight, eight, eight or nine, Scott. including Scott. Dude, you missed... That's a normal. Yeah, you missed a great huddle. It was it was cool because what Scott did was he, uh, in the first section of the book, you know how yeah. it talks about that poster, that black and white poster, um, he yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott actually researched it and he found the exact picture that Brant Hanson was talking about. You know what's stupid oh. is that the poster had a good looking guy in it. I was kind of thinking it would have been, you know, someone that wasn't that great looking, but the guy was in pretty good shape. And so I'm like, well, yeah, of course girls are going to like him because, you know, He's got abs and pecs and, you know, all that that I don't. But anyways, and then he also shared the Gillette commercial that Brant Hansen talked about. And that one, yeah. that was one of the best commercials I have ever seen done by a secular company. Just saying. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was really cool. So. Yeah, yeah Scott, Scott actually also, I don't know if you remember the, one of the chapters talked about this this guy named Jake. Jake went, from uh-huh. State Farm? <laughs> no, <laughs> not that Jake. The, the Jake that plays video games and uh, lives in his parents' basement and yeah, yeah, eats you. Yeah. yeah, Scott Scott found a, a picture of Jake as well. <laughs> Listen, Joel, you don't have to say. I mean, yes, it was a picture of me, but no. <laughs> a picture of me. Yeah, you just put a picture of me. Yeah, it was just a, a guy, a big, a guy with a big belly gut eating Cheetos, playing video games. I'm like, I was like, yeah, that was me last night. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't show up because I would have felt targeted by Scott. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, except you probably would have been painting miniatures or playing World of Warcraft. See, I offset it all my 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 computer gaming with lifting weights, so it, you know that way you know people couldn't categorize me in one section. Right, I'm in both. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the brains you're the and the or you're the bronze and the nerd at yeah, the same right. time right. yeah it's a, a very interesting connection or er, yeah. yeah 
different <laughs> kind of vibe you give off sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> you know what? We won't keep you. We know you got a family and you need to get sleep and you need to eat. And uh, But we'll see you on Sunday and you'll be back on the pod next week, you said? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. All right. Well, we will see you later. Thank you for your input and thoughts, my friend. Yeah. All right. All right. See you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, sounds like he's, he's got his hands full and, and is doing a great job. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Uh, so let's just get into a little bit of the book. We still got about 20 or so minutes here, Joel. Not that we have really a, a time limit, to be honest with you. I mean, what time is it? 613. So honestly, we could do 45 minutes if we really wanted. Yeah, wow. We, I'm if, really just, I have frog in my throat <laughs> and I feel like really gassy and just want to burp. I'm like, what in the world? I mean, I ate a bag of chips earlier, but and what kind of chips? Regular crunchy Cheetos oh, and yeah. uh, cheddar, um, cheddar, sour cheddar, cream, uh, ruffles. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No jalapeno Cheetos, unfortunately, uh-huh. in there, but those are my favorite. Right. Yeah, those in the purple bag Doritos are my favorite. Purple bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The spicy okay. chili. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is, dude. I may need to go to Rosar's after this, Joel. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm serious. That that just sounds amazing. Just eating a bag of chips and vegging out, watching 600 pound life. Yeah, I may actually do that, Joel. Thank you for <laughs> you know doing that for me. Yeah, that, it, I I thought that that sort of flowed from our discussion earlier about the about Jake and, and the photo of, of Jake. That, <laughs> oh, you, dude, <laughs> hey, good job. That yeah. was great. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, one of the things that I've been hearing, so I listen to the Bobby Bones show a lot. And one of the constant phrases, and he has a, now don't get me wrong, he has a lot of great insight and just practical wisdom, so to speak. Um, he's not a Christian or anything, but he's got some good advice for people that call or that email him and ask him what to do in this situation and whatnot. It's really great. It's not just about that, but that's like one segment of the show. And, but one thing that I hear him say constantly is, well, as long as they're not hurting anybody, Mm. then, you know, it's okay. Right. So for example, today, they were talking about this guy that has gone to Disneyland almost 3,000 days in a row. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much money that guy has, but Disneyland probably isn't cheap by yeah. any stretch of the means. I mean, you, you can probably buy like a pass, but I still, I'm, yeah, sure, the, I'm sure that's probably thousands of dollars. But, but Every day. Yeah every day and he's not a worker joel yeah that's that's pretty weird. that's 10 years can How, you could you go to disneyland every day well, for 10 years I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you could if I'm wondering like what, like how long does he spend there every day? Like, does like he spend a minute. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he spend like the whole day and then, or does he just like go in for like one ride and then leave? But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That, that'd be interesting. I think it was, he, he talked about it on his show. Cause I mean, obviously that's going to make news at some point. Right. 
And he's like, well, you know, as long as he's not hurting anybody, he's doing what makes him happy. And that's the whole thing about this Jake, you know, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I always want to say Jake from State Farm whenever I hear Jake. Uh, but this Jake character who is just sitting at his house, his parents' basement, eating Cheetos, playing video games, watching pornography, and not doing a single thing in the world. And we'll say, well, he's not hurting anybody. But, I mean, is that really true? Well, I mean, I mean he is hurting himself. Yeah. For one thing. And then, you know, by, by extension, um, like, like Brian Hansen talks about, he's by having that, that lifestyle that he does that, that Jake has, he is denying himself or he, he's denying his own participation in like things outside his own world that, yeah, that may be, you know, he may be useful. I, I mean, he, he definitely is. I'm hoping he's going to be more useful to d- doing something other than playing video games and watching pornography and eating, and eating no, cheetos. Yeah. It, so, it, yeah. Yeah. I just, the whole idea of, well, per, you know, I love what Scott said at the end was, you know, what, at what point is happiness the end goal? Like, is that really the end goal if my son's doing that? I mean, I'm going to be honest, my son was doing that. He, I kick him out. If he wants to, you know, I like, I, I, I probably would kick him out if he was like that, if he wasn't pursuing, you know, being an active member in society mm-hmm. because, you know, hopefully it doesn't get to that point. If it does get to that point, I probably failed as a father somehow. So, but so this is just accountability for me, Joel. So if, okay to, you know, kick my butt into gear. But I think, you know, if men don't, if men are doing that, then they're not being protectors of other people. If they're all focused on like the entertainment and the pornography and, uh, you know, the video games and beating these fake pixels and looking at these women and in in the pixels and whatnot they're not being protectors of other people and and i want to and you remember andrew right andrew from evangelism oh yeah 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 um yeah so he runs a pro-life ministry called tiny heartbeat ministry amazing guy love this guy he's just solid in god's word uh, he evangelizes on a regular basis more than anyone probably in our church. And uh, I mean, it's kind of his ministry to do that. I mean, it's his full-time job, but mm-hmm. um, so he's not, you know, pressing buttons on a machine 40, 50 hours a week like me or pressing buttons on a computer <laughs> or anything like you. I mean, it's actually his job to go out on the streets and um, talk to people about, you know, you know, sanctity of life in the womb mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, the destructiveness of abortion. And some people don't like his method. Some people don't like the going up to random strangers, talking about the gospel kind of method that we've done on the streets. Some people don't like his method of, uh, 
the way he does his abortion or his not his, his pro-life ministry with you, you know the graphic figures right mm-hmm. and what's interesting is even though there have been people that have hated that because he is showing up and he's there there have been babies that are saved i was just i literally was just uh looking at a facebook post of his and he was in seattle outside of an abortion clinic talking with these couples who were going to get an abortion and he talked with them him and his team or whoever talked to him they read you know read the pamphlets and then they went away and they're like we're not going to do this after we've learned and you know it's because you know that baby is now saved mm-hmm. because he showed up and he was willing to step out of the his comfort zone and and be harassed by other people who did not like that approach and so you can say what you want but we need people like that who who are going to be protectors of women and children inside outside the womb however you want to say it so what are your thoughts on on that and uh, the whole and the whole thing yeah that i mean that andrew's a an awesome example of of you know being you know having just the yeah the the discipline and the in the the drive and and the the inspiration to you know to to yeah. go to go to work, you know, and every day, and and evangelize and and talk to people, mm-hmm. and 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 be an advocate for for you know un, the unborn, and so that's that's really that's really awesome. Um, and you know, he, I, I would, I would call, you know, I, I wouldn't hesitate to call him. Uh, Andrew's kind of a superstar, you know. We, <laughs> I don't know that we, we all, we all can, or I, I, oh yeah, for let, sure. Well, just for sake of argument, let's let's talk yeah, about yeah. Jake. We we won't bring our yeah, yeah. ourselves. But I mean, you know, Jake. You know, I I don't think Jake needs to feel like he you know has to, you know, model uh, necessarily be a superstar. But but yeah, just exactly. just just yeah, get, getting getting off the couch, getting out of your parents' basement, just uh, finding something that you're you're willing yeah. to to put in some some of your. Yeah, just your effort, your energy, your yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Instead of yeah, just spending hours basically being like a consumer of media, whether it's <laughs> video games or porn or or in a consumer of snack foods. Um, not not to say that the occasional snack food is. I mean, oh, I'm having yeah, snacks tonight, man. Right, yeah, we we all we all have our share of those, but yeah, just you, you gotta you just gotta do something, right? It's uh, Find, find something that takes you out, right. of, out of that. Well, not only know. that, it's not like, okay, I'm going to go from this entertainment source of watching TV and whatnot to go hang out with friends and bowl. Like we're called to, and, and it's really hard to be what God created you to be without being a Christian in my opinion, and to a certain extent, like obviously that there are many wonderful people that 
are firefighters and police officers and nurses that aren't Christians and that they are doing their job, at, you know, to protect people and to heal people and to save people. Uh, but I think when you're a Christian and you're doing those things, it just brings so much more meaning and purpose to life because it doesn't feel like it's just for this life. You're doing it for, for God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so yeah, I don't know where exactly I was going there. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, there, we don't, you know, want to discount, you know, there, like you say, there's, there's plenty of, people doing good things that, you know, may, may or may not be Christians in the world. Um, but you, you raise a good point that to kind of realize in it, that that's actually kind of an interesting thing to think about is like, if somebody's not a, a Christian, can they still be hmm. kind of living out their, hmm. their, um, can they still be a keeper of the garden? Right, right. I, uh, that and is I, interesting. Yeah, and I, I mean, in, in terms of, like, obviously we've just read, like, I don't know, what was the first five chapters of, of the book or something, but, mm. and, and, and of course this, like we said at the beginning, you know, this, mm. we're, we're kind of, we're, we're on, we're just reading a book by a guy, you know, it's, this isn't, this isn't, <laughs> this, this isn't, isn't the Bible. This and, isn't the Bible. Right. No. So, but we haven't really gotten far enough to, or maybe you've read the whole book. I, I, I have read the whole oh, book okay. and I've read part of it twice or okay. three times over. So, okay. so I, I don't know if mm. like later in the later chapters that, that Brian Hansen kind of makes mm. that argument that I don't think he does. Okay. One thing I will say, uh, I don't think he hints at this, but I'll say this is I do think people who aren't Christians, there may be some people who listen to this aren't Christians. Is this book for you? Absolutely. Lutely. And because, you know, you, you, you like for firefighters, policemen, or, you know, whatever, even if you're not those things, if there's an injustice happening outside your neighborhood, you know, maybe you live in a poor neighborhood and there's crime there. You could be that man to step up and be a protector in that community. Mm. Yeah. But I, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I, I was just reminded when you were talking about that, that one of the kind of anecdotes that, that Brian Hansen had was he like in his neighborhood, I, th- I think he said he was like in his neighborhood outside of his house, there was like, I don't know, some like a half a dozen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Teenage guys were like, I don't know if they were like hanging around or what, what exactly they were doing. Just, yeah. They were but, just hanging around. But, um, he, what brain Hansen w- was talking to, or about this experience that he had was like, he just happened to like walk outside into the, like outside of his house and was like, I don't think he even like, talk to him or anything. No, they just drove off. Yeah. Just the fact that he was there and like physically present in their view, like within their eye, you know, eyesight that, that something about that, just like, Oh, there's this man here. We better, yeah, we better like find somewhere else to. 
And you know what's funny is at the end of that story, he's like, yeah, you know what my wife thought of me? She she thought I was really hot after. (laughs) And I'm like, it reminded me of this story when I was going, I was a Camp Rocka. I went to Camp Rocka for a summer to do, it wasn't camp counseling. It was more of recreational stuff for games and whatnot at the camp. And on the weekends we had off. And so one weekend on a Saturday, I think a Saturday night or a Friday night, it was me and we had camp names. So just so you're aware, my (laughs) camp name was flash because I ran Uh, this other guy who's been there for a while, his name was boo boo. (laughs) And there was this other gal that I was kind of attracted to. I'm not going to lie. And uh, her name was Merp. (laughs) i remember that i don't even remember their names i just remember their camp names okay uh but anyways we went out to uh, this not it wasn't a playground it was this park uh and it was in auburn washington is that night we just want to go around walk around all that and we were coming up over this hill and there was this homeless dude coming up. He was about 50 yards away and I see him I'm like, oh crap, we need to, we need to skedaddle. This is, I, I, give me a break. I was, uh, well, this is 2013. I was 22 years old. So I was 10 years ago. And I remember thinking when I ran away, like, and listen, I'm not going to, toot my own horn or anything <laughs> but I'm a pretty good looking guy I would say so myself <laughs> I meant to hit the uh, the applause button but <laughs> I guess it worked out kind of perfectly but you know I'm, I'm not a bad looking guy I'm not like freaking Chris Hemsworth with all the muscles or anything like that but then you had this other guy Boo Boo who's kind of overweight kind of I honestly I'll tell you this he looks like Andrew except probably put on another 30 pounds hmm, okay. and that's what he looks like I'm serious maybe a little shorter and so but what he did was he stayed behind with her and the homeless guy went up to them they talked and they went away it way and they and then they came walking towards me and that was that and I just thought in that moment, I'm like, well, she will never <laughs> be interested in me because what did I do, Joel? I did not be a keeper of the garden. I was not there to defend her. I was like, oh, crap. You know, there could be some trouble ahead. Let's run away. And uh, so when I read that story, that it brought me back to that time. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of ashamed of myself in that story. Do you have a story yeah. like that where you just screwed up with a girl? Oh, I, or, I've got, I've got too many of those stories to even remember all of them. Uh, but um, yeah, not, not one in, in particular about like uh, being like physically present in a, like maybe a potentially dangerous situation or, you know, physical conflict kind of a mm. thing. I, I, nothing like that really comes to mind, but I, yeah, I'm sure I've got 
dozens and dozens of yeah. other other kinds of, of uh, failures that when it comes to <laughs> to uh, making impre- good impressions for on women. So, yeah, yeah, I just I just remember it and like, dude, I I just oh well, it, it it just bugs me because you know last you know ten years ago when before I even moved up here, I. I just wasn't the guy that this world needed to be. Um, I was in a relationship for almost a year with this one gal and I just took advantage of her and then got out of that relationship and then, and then kind of had this like fling with this other person that I worked with uh, before I came to college. And so, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't proud of the, the guy back then, but, you know, I'm glad that God's, had, you know, he's stuck with me this whole time. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he gave me, you know, this book at, at the right time I needed it when I heard about my parents' divorce and them separating. And it's really, you know, like John said, I mean, it's good in the sense that he's got great wise things to say. And it's also good because it's convicting and it makes you want to change and be the man that God created you to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much longer we we got in our, in our uh, time. I, I mean, we got a few minutes, we got a 10 minutes yeah. or whatever. So what, what I was going to ask you, like what, what um, kind of the last couple chapters there, it, it kind of gets into the, and I, I had from the huddle the other night, I wrote down this, this quote that, that uh-huh. Scott had about from Brad Hansen about masculinity is about taking responsibility. What do you, what do you think about? And that is totally right. Yeah. I, I've actually taken this quote and applied it to work a little bit because you know how you you're at work and something goes wrong. I don't know how it goes wrong for your work. It probably goes different than my work, but at my work, you perception there. There's that stupid saying that I really hate. Is like perceptions reality, yeah. and there's some sense that's true. I get what it's saying, but there, but there are things that happen. Like I don't. It's hard to describe without really going into detail, but something happened, something went wrong. It really wasn't your fault. This person did this and they went away and then it happens and people are like, what the heck? And you have to be like, well, it wasn't me. It was that guy. (laughs) And, and so what I did the other day or the last couple days when something happened, I'm like, yep, you know what? That's my bad. Should have, uh, should have checked that. So, you know, I'll check it next time and just mm-hmm. take responsibility. I'm like, oh yeah. And, and most people are really receptive to that yeah. though. Today, I, there was one time where I did do kind of like a blame. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why did I do that? I shouldn't, shouldn't be blaming people. That's not my, that's not, that's what Adam did in the garden. <laughs> right. He yeah. blamed Eve yeah. and we should not blame other people. We should just mm-hmm. accept it, take responsibility and just move on with our lives. 
But yeah, yeah. yeah, what what were your thoughts on the quote? Masculinity is about taking responsibility. Yeah, I, I think that is um, kind of, you know, getting back to the, well, the, of course, you mentioned the, you know, the Adam and Eve where, you know, Adam isn't taking responsibility no. in, in, in a really catastrophic way. He doesn't take the responsibility they should have. But yeah, I, I, I think that is also kind of getting back to like the Jake thing is, you know, he, he hasn't like in, in terms of this fic- fictional Jake person, he, he really Poor doesn't. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> We're we'll just going to pick Jake's on. from all around yeah, the world yeah. are like, what the heck, man? Yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, Jake's he's, you know, he's not really taking responsibility for anything. He's, he's just, um, it's kind of avoiding responsibility if anything, because what, what does he really have to be responsible for other than, I don't know, um, making sure he doesn't run out of Cheetos or something. I, is, His <laughs> parents probably right. said, yeah, quiet, they, Joel. They, yeah, they probably do. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, wasn't it, Brant talking about how there is a lot of like, is it Chinese or Japan? where there are just kids that will just stay in their room for out like days upon days and the parents will just come and feed them. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be surprised. I couldn't (laughs) even imagine doing that. I don't even like my son, he doesn't pick up after himself. (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, he throws his cards everywhere. Like we were, cause we were like playing more and, and I'm just like so sick of picking up after him. Like, and his room's a disaster right now. And I, I, I it just I, half of parenting is cleaning after your kids. That's what it is. It's yeah. just cleaning up after them. And I finally said to Bethany, I'm like, I'll go up there and and maybe help him a little bit, but he's gonna pick up most of this crap because I'm done with it. I I I'm not. We are not his servants. <laughs> we are not his slaves. Okay. I mean, it it just ain't happening. And I don't understand the the parents that just are slaves and servants to their kids. It just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's um. It is. I'm very emotional, as you can tell about it. <laughs> right. And I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a big leap there between your, your kid not picking up after his, 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 picking up his toys and, and what you just were talking about a little bit earlier about there's like increasingly uh, having like parents, like I'm, I'm assuming probably teenage kids that just stay in the room all the time and they yeah just uh yeah it i mean there, there's a big leap from there to there but yeah you, that's a <laughs> well that's but a good, but yeah. it but there's a progression in right it. right if you don't do something as a parent now mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be you don't just get from being 30 eating bag of cheetos being in your parents basement overnight i mean that takes years and years of not disciplining your kids right. and all that. I mean, I know this isn't, but that about, you know, raising children, but part of it in the book is in the, like with the men we need, like if you're not being man who God created you to be, what's going to produce is Jake on the couch. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. You, yeah. you just, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, this is a little bit maybe off topic, but. Uh, ah, it's yeah, fine. We yeah. can do it off topic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it also kind of gets to the, just the, like for Jake, sorry, to, <laughs> sorry, Jake, keep thinking on Jake. But like, Poor Jake. Yeah. Every, everything about his life is about like seeking entertainment or seeking dopamine highs on, you know, whatever it happens to be with video games and yeah. junk food and mm-hmm. porn and, and whatever. And, and so the, there's kind of this, um, yeah, everything's a pursuit of, of that, that dopamine high and, and pleasure and entertainment. And, and we re- we're, and hearing about that, that example you were talking about, about the parents who just kind of mm-hmm. leave their kids alone in their rooms for, you know, weeks Hour, or hours or days or, or whatever you know, it is. Yeah. Um, we, the, the concept of like not being entertained all the like 24 seven or, or, you know, 18 hours a day, however, 16 hours a day, however long you're awake. They, there's just this, it's kind of a foreign concept now about it. It's sometimes it's okay to be bored because that might, you know, take, take away the constant, yeah, the constant, you know, tablet or phone or mm-hmm. yeah, video I, game. And just, if you take that, I mean, if, if without that, you're going to have to, you have to figure out something else to do. Right. And, oh yeah. I, the, a perfect example would be my wife and I, a week or so back where I, well, I came out and I said, you know what? We've been watching too much dang TV lately. Like every time that I have a moment, I just want to watch TV. And yes, I watched Biggest Loser. Yes, I watched 600 Pound Life. Yes, I watched 1,000 Pound Sisters. You want to sue me? Go ahead, Joel. But, no, I but, so I decided, hey, we're going to take one week off from this thing. And, we did it. And you know what happened? We actually did this thing of talking, Joel. Whoa. Could you imagine that? Because, <laughs> and we actually did this thing of like being together as a family and in playing with playing games and hanging out with one another. And my wife and I, we got closer and we talked more about personal things rather than just blank things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, because if you think about it, you know, those couples that are like married 30 something years and then the kids leave out of the house and then they get divorced, you know, you want to know the reason of that? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's because their whole marriage was about the kids. Mm. Once kids go away, it's like, I don't, I've just been living with you. I, I don't know who you are. We don't talk. Is it, I mean, all the, all, 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 our whole world was revolved around these kids. Right. And I think that's why for us guys, and you're going to get married soon. And I'm so excited <laughs> for you to propose on yeah. Sunday. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's okay to discuss it because this won't actually get yeah, out. Yeah. This won't get out yeah, to April. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're good. <laughs> um, but it, so I'm trying to think, uh, wow, you, 
you you interrupted my train of thought <laughs> even when I told you you should interrupt me. But, so yeah, you were talking about the couples that their whole life is about raising their kids. Yeah. And oh, and yeah. so it's so important for us as guys. So like you're getting married and you're gonna have your stepdaughter Mariah. It's so important. Like this is how. This is how it needs to go. I don't have a diagram for you folks at home, but look at a triangle. Think of a triangle, right? Think of it upright, 90 degrees, whatever. It's up vertically. Okay, so God's up at the top. All right, you got, uh, you know, you and your spouse over here. So you got Joel and you got Charmaine, you got Clark and you got Bethany. And rather than drawing together like, I go left, she goes right, and we're gonna we're gonna go, you know, try to focus together. Um, that that so here, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> All right, so say that say that say this water bottle's God, Joel. Okay. All right. It's I'm, just it's I'm, just an analogy, people. I'm the only one that can see the water bottle. All right. All right. Yeah. So and say this is you, this other water bottle. So you, you and God are. Same. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Created in his image. All right. So you got the water bottle. You got this piece of foam. This Charmin. This you. You two can either go close together like this, like you know, just take. How do you describe it? Or you can draw closer to God oh. and get together that way. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. 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 So, you know, unfortunately I can't show the audience at home, um, but you would totally understand it if you were here. But, but I think that's where the focus needs to be in marriage when we're men who are responsible of women and children. Um, we need to focus on drawing to God together rather than, well, let's focus on this. And then kids are out of the house. We'll focus on this. Uh, or when kids are out of the house, we'll focus on our marriage. No, like your goal is to focus on God and focusing on him together. Mm -hmm. And that's how you become closer with one another. Yeah. Good that point. was a long, <laughs> stupid explanation. No, uh, that, the fact that I could see you do it on with the water bottles, that was really helpful. Yeah. I see. I mean, visual <laughs> effects are great. That's yeah. why video is so amazing. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, but uh, before we go, I did want to talk about this one page. Go to page 45, Joel. And it's in his chapter called The Scariest Thing. And Scott briefly mentioned it at the end of the huddle, I think. But I wanted to quote a couple of the paragraphs, most of the page except for the, the, the first paragraph. Um, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll quote the whole page because it just makes it for better context. We humans actually like being scared under certain con controlled conditions. Some people go to haunted houses or watch horror movies. Some people like the feeling of cheating death by riding roller coasters. I don't, I don't like roller coasters, uh, skydiving or bungee jumping off a bridge. Yep. Nope. Not me. Some people are Detroit lions fans. Sorry, I, Detroit boy, Jake's yeah. and Detroit lion fans are just I, getting crapped on today. Yeah. But if you want to do something truly terrifying, spend time pondering this possibility. You might never become the man you were intended to become. 
think about the horror of looking back on your life and realizing it was all about you. Whatever you wanted, when you wanted it. Gaming, doing drugs, having porn fantasies, using women, trying to collect experiences, and buying some stuff. That's it. Your days just rolled by. You committed to no one but yourself. You chose to isolate yourself from anything that would call you to be a man. None of the things you sought forced you to go beyond yourself. Whenever you were called to sacrifice and there wasn't anything in it for you, you said no. You were loyal to no one, ultimately, but you. You never came who we needed you to be. Picture that and then picture the inevitable result. You are now utterly alone because that's where living to fulfill your own desires, however disordered, eventually leads. And I remember reading that part either the day or two days after I heard in about my parents' divorce. And I don't want to get into the whole whole thing, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's where my dad's at is at that. I mean, that's it. And I just think about my life and I think I, I mean, there's two things I fear, Joel. The first is that I'm going to stand before God and he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. That's my, that's my number one fear is being rejected by God. Second thing is that I'm not the man that I'm supposed to be to my wife and kids and that I'm basically that. Like I, I live my whole life for myself and everyone despises me for it. Everyone and like, and I com- am completely and utterly alone. Those are my two greatest fears in life or yeah. So what are you thinking? Well, I know that's like really heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, hey, we'll be back next week <laughs> on yeah. the Wrestling God podcast. That that is, yeah, kind of a heavy note to, to end on. But yeah, it's, yeah. But no, I I think I I think if we're not at least a little bit afraid of of that, you know, like the one you just read in in the book, the ending up alone at the end of our lives because we spent all of our energy just pursuing just entertainment and uh, yeah. and stuff. And yeah, that there, and that gets back to, you know, we, we were just talking a little bit ago about how, you know, society right now, it's, it's so focused on being constantly entertained and, and, yeah. and, and in seeking pleasure and, and yeah, it's, it really, yeah, it's, it's really, if, I think more there should be more more people should have <laughs> that fear than than maybe or it, it should be reminded of it anyway. Yeah, it's like, hey, wh- where does this lead? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're just spending your whole life trying to be entertained, trying to get stuff, trying to get women, yeah. trying to yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not a good life to live. I don't, yeah. and you know, I think there is a better purpose that God has for us, and not that we come to God mainly for purpose we come to god because 
we've sinned against him and that we want a right relationship with us. And then we find purpose in having a relationship with him, but not the other way around. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, if I do my something wrong with my wife, you know, I don't want to come to her and be in because I want sex. I come to her because I did something wrong to her and I want that relationship forgiven and made right. And then sex will come and all that good stuff, but it needs to be restored. And that's kind of, you know, we, we come like, I know I'm a little bit off tangent there, but cause I, well, the, my thinking is, is I don't want people to think, Oh, you're just a purpose. Like, you know, God's got a wonderful plan for your life kind of thing. It's like, well, yeah. I, I mean, I do in some ways believe that, but it has to be in done in the proper order. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, I just think God has a better calling for us as men. And, you know, one of the, the better, the best ways that we can fulfill that calling is, Hey, you know, to recognize our sin, you know, just kind of like what we talked about at the start of the episode with your explicit gospel book that you're talking about with Matt Chandler and stuff to recognize our sin, to repent of it, trust in Jesus for, salvation and come to God through repentance and faith and be made right with God. And then we can start this process of who am I called to be and what has God designed me to be? Yeah. And I think that's the, the, the best way to go about it when you're thinking about, about that. Yeah. I, and that it is, um, I, I think it, it's kind of like a, something to, to keep in mind or something to, to think about for like future as we continue to discuss the men we need by Brian Hansen that, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see, cause I haven't, I haven't read all the way through it. Like you have. Yet. Oh yeah. It's so good, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he, if he does make those kind of like, yeah, um, I, I don't, I honestly don't yeah. remember. I okay. can't think of any but okay. I, I could be wrong also yeah. so it's again it's been almost a year since i've read it i mean i read it through it within a couple of days so it's uh-huh. it's a very easy read yeah it is yeah he's a, he's a great great, great author. writer and he, he has humorous. and he has more books uh he has unoffendable blessed are the myth misfits and the truth about us mm-hmm. those three books are really good too cool i almost want to do yeah. those books as well because i mean i just all his books have been awesome. I would rank this one at the top, Unoffendable second, Truth About Us third, and Bless Are the Misfits fourth, if I had to like rank them in mm. order. So cool. uh, so next week, we're going to talk about the six decisions that will set you apart. And we're going to do the section on Forsake the Fake and Relish the Real. Man. I am looking forward to yeah, next I, week. It's, I am too. Yeah. It's it's going to be good. But anyways, we're over our time and you got to get to your other group. <laughs> so thank you everyone. Thank you for our five listeners or <laughs> six listeners that aren't my mom and wife that are listening to this. Uh, if you want to support us, please pray for us as we continue to do this. I want to give you guys such a real authentic, just conversational talk about the Bible and Christian life and all that jazz. And 
Also, if you want to support us, rate us on your podcast app and give us a five stars. But thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next week. God willing, God bless, and peace be with you.